Bravo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. All right, listen, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to do anything. Usually, Stiz, you know, we have guests. We do. We, we basically formulate walk-in music for the entire Red Sox bullpen, which we'll continue to do. I, I By the way, we missed you, Stiz, last oh, time we had it. It's good it. to be back. Always big things happening on the Bradford uh, show. Yeah, and we had Zach Kelly on, and he uh, he was the next in line to give a walk-in music to, and which we did. This you know, We are doing God's work by giving the entire, we said, Maybe the Red Sox will suck this year, but they're going to have the best walk in music for the relievers. Facts. That's all. That's all we can do. We can only do what we can do. So we'll continue down that road. I saw Matt Barnes down uh, in Florida a couple weeks ago, and I said, "You're next. You're going to be next up on the list." And and he will be maybe even this week on the Bradford Show podcast. But you know, we don't need to do that today, Stiz. We don't need to do it. I mean, today is a day, this is a gift from above. We are giving everybody an early holiday gift, and that is the opportunity to call in 617-779-7937 and just rant, man. Just rant. I heard a smattering of it throughout the day. I heard it on Ken and Curtis. I heard it on, on Christian Arcan's show. I, I've heard it. People are, people are ready to roll. And now, now here's your chance. It is the baseball show. It is the one time all week long where you have devoted talk for baseball that is not a podcast. Like, I'm doing a podcast every day. Sometimes I do multiple podcasts in a day. I have to do baseballs and boring podcasts, national daily baseball podcast. That is five days a week. Bradfoe show, that is not far off from five days a week. I just taped another one this afternoon. So you got you can get plenty of baseball there, but here on these airwaves on this station, the here and the now after everything that's been going on, like how many times can you talk about blocking schemes, Stiz, or or you know Mac Jones's mindset or him talking back to the coach? Enough is enough. That's fine. Talk about it. We've talked about it before. And you're going to talk about it tomorrow. That's great. But with everything that's going on, I can honestly say the thing that is boiling. Boston and New England sports fans' blood more than anything is the Boston Red Sox. And so this is the place to actually act on that. 617-779-7937. And I'm going to throw in a little bonus for you, Stiz. I'm going to throw in a little bonus. The best rant, and we're going to be with you until 6 o'clock. The best rant, because there's nothing like a good rant, will get a Baseballs and Boring t-shirt, a Swing Juice Baseballs and boring t-shirt. You can go to Swing Juice's website to find those if you want to buy a bunch of them for Christmas presents. Uh, that's fine too. But the best rant today is going to get a baseballs and boring t-shirt. And that, of course, lines up with the baseballs and boring podcast, which you can go to the Twitter account at BB isn't boring uh, or the Instagram account or listen to the podcast. This week we had on Heim Bloom. We had on the Arizona Diamondbacks manager, Tori Lovello. We had on Phillies pitcher Matt Strom. We had on super agent Scott Boris. We had it all. All right, we had it all. If it's going to be a rant day, Bradfo, I think we should dig into the art because we've had you've had some Hall of Fame rants so on the Bradfo show. Is, we should dig into the yeah. Archives. There is so especially when it comes to Xander and 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 I see this person on the line, so I I, I implore this person to hold on. All these people. I see everybody lining up, and I appreciate it. Once again, 617-779-7937. The rant of all rants has really been Allison in Cambridge. It was in March, I believe, and it was such a good rant that when I sat down with Xander Bogart in spring training, uh, right at the end of spring training, the, the for just about 45 minutes, it's a podcast that people and a conversation people are still talking about. All right. When I started, I kicked off that podcast by sitting down with Xander and playing the rant from Allison in Cambridge. Because I think what that rant did, that spoke for a lot of people at that time. And think about that. That was whatever, 10 months ago, 11 months ago. But still, it holds up. So are you ready to go with this? I want to play this before we get to the calls. And once again, I see them coming in, 
and I want you to keep him coming. We're going to have to play it after, because I have to edit it, because it got passionate. Oh, it did. It, it got passionate. Oh, yeah, okay. So all right. We got we to gotta, you know, get some edits in there before we can bring it to the airwaves. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So let's, let's kick off with some calls. So we, we promised you we're on till 6 o'clock, and this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to, to do what you want to do in this day and age, this time, this moment in time. Which is rant about the Red Sox, and I listen. I got a rant too. I've been ranting. I came on with Arkin uh, earlier in the week, and you know I lost my breath. And I was like, "Oh, that's it. Let us go. I can do it for another hour." Well, we had two hours to do it, and like I said, this show I feel like it, it, it's every time we do it, I have a great time doing it. We don't have to prepare. We just talk. We get on guests. People like coming on. People like having, whether it's players, whether it's executives, whether it's callers, whether it's whatever. But today is a pretty easy one. As we sit here, the Boston Red Sox people are have never been more frustrated. Now, I will say this before I get to the calls. I've been thinking a lot about this because I, I try to be sort of the voice of reason as much as possible. Why giving as much passion and, and, and playing on, on the nerves of or the, the intricacies of what people are, are is really, really driving people nuts. But I'll say this, even though I can say, I can say this, that the offseason isn't over. There's still time. We could sit here a month from now, from two months ago, from now, and you can be like, oh, okay, you know what? I feel a lot better. They made the move sitting back on December 17th. Maybe I didn't feel that way, but, hey, they, they proved me wrong. All of a sudden, Dansby Swanson's the Red Sox. You've signed Rafael Devers. You've made a couple of trades. Boom, 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 boom. There you go. But I do want to say this. I think that this is one thing that I think that when we talk about building a baseball team and how it's being done right now and the approach that is being done right now, it can work. It can work. Fine. We don't know. It does not how people want. But this is what I don't get because we were waiting for ownership to step in on the Bogarts thing. We were waiting for ownership to say, hey, we are not going to get beat on our plan A. And they didn't. They didn't. Because if they did, like they did in the past, then it would have been a lot closer than it was. But they didn't. Okay? That's their prerogative. But I do wonder this. If you go into this year with the Boston Red Sox and you approach it this way, which is uh, we're going to get these um, these guys that you know are, are good role players, but... You know, you might not want to buy a ticket to come see them play. That's not like the marquee guy. Maybe. Okay, you can get those guys. But still, the fact of the matter is you need the guys to be the foundation of this team. You need the marquee guys in Boston. Why? Because you need to get people dri- driven away from apathy. That is the worst word around here, apathy. You cannot have people be apathetic. And this is the test today on this show. Are people apathetic or are they are they so riled up that they really want to win a t-shirt? That's all I want to know. 617-779-7937. Now, let's go back to real quick. I'm going to get to the calls in a second. 2013, heading into 2013. There's some parallels that were being drawn. You got the Dodgers money back then. You have this money to spend. You go in the offseason. Some people think you're going to go get go after Josh Hamilton. I think he was the big name at the time. Instead, you get you overpay for Shane Victorino, three years, $39 million. You overpay for Mike Napoli, three-year contract that went down to a one-year contract. David Ross was one of your first calls. Ryan Dempster, Johnny Gomes, these guys, all complimentary guys. So... The Red Sox might come back and say, look, 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 look what we did in 2013. The same thing. Like, we had money to spend, and we spread it out, and there you go. All right, fair enough, except one thing. You know who else was sitting on that roster? David Ortiz, John Lester, Dustin Bedroya. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Like, you don't have those guys. And you can't say Trevor Story is one of those guys. He didn't even play in 100 games last year. You can't say that. And Rafael Devers... If you lose him, you definitely don't have him. He is one foot out the door. So you don't have that foundation 
that was for a, a bad 2012 team that had won the World Series in 2011, you don't have that foundation. Why you are supplementing it with these other guys? So my point is, is that you still in Boston still need those guys. So how are they going to get them? Because they do need to get them. Because the approach they're taking right now is not an approach where it's going to get them. Do you have any confidence at all off of what we've seen that you are going to win a bidding war for any one of these guys? No. Every single time we see that the Red Sox aren't coming close or the Red Sox weren't in on that guy. Carlos Rendon was the latest example with the New York Yankees. You couldn't tell me that they couldn't have interest in Carlos Rendon, that that was a guy that, that, that they should have gone after. Sure. Yeah, okay, he's not the priority, but still, you need a starting pitcher, a top-of-the-rotation starting pitcher. That's the guy you go after. Fine. But you weren't even close on that. And that has been the, the constant narrative here. So until they do that, how are we to believe that they're going to win a battle for Dansby Swanson? That they're going to win a battle for someone that's not Zach Eflin? That's, that's not one of these guys who, all right, yeah, they're nice players, but still, they're not the foundational guys. They're not the guy who is going to be the six- or seven-year contract. Yoshida, great. Fine. Outfielder. Hey, listen, we can't be hypocrites about that. You like a player, you go get him. You pay the money to get him, even if you overpay. But we're talking about the guys that we know have performed, the guys that you have to compete with, with the rest of baseball to get. And, okay, maybe some people say you aren't going to get them in free agency. You aren't going to win that battle. Your approach, go then go trade for them. Well, then the other thing that we haven't seen with this team is the willingness to take from their farm system of these guys who are perceived as the, the, the future of their team, take them and get the guy on who have two, has two years left, the superstar that has two years left of control. We haven't seen that either. And that's the other way that you get these stars. Either way, we haven't seen them do that. And until they do it, we have to be skeptical. We just do. And it come, I'll come back to the ownership thing. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, when you go into this and you say you want to build a team this way, closer to the Tampa Bay way than, than the Dodgers way. Right now, I keep saying, no, 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 don't, don't believe me. Like, Bloom isn't in Tampa Bay. It's more the Dodgers. He wants to be like Andrew Friedman. But right now... It's still a whole lot closer to Tampa. But if you do that and you continue to do that and you keep continue to say, no, no, we'll be good down the road. But what is happening in the meantime is you aren't selling tickets. And most importantly, you are drawing closer and closer and closer to the A word, which is the worst thing that could ever happen for the Boston Red Sox. And that is apathy. You can't do that. All right. Okay, I see everybody lined up. Like I said, I hope you got riled up a little bit. Before we take a break, let's go to Jeff in Watertown. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, Bradshaw. Hey, Bradshaw. How you doing? I'm good, man. Hey, I'm, like, I'm good. It's been, a, it's been a fun month. So I'm playing a little injured with uh, some dental work here. So if, I, if I, my speech is a little off. No, I sound good. You sound good. But, um, but I want to start by saying, first of all, I don't want to listen to High and Bloom ever again. I don't care what he says. I'm, you know, I'm watching his actions. I'm watching what he's doing, but I don't. I don't even want to hear him. Even on even on the baseball isn't boring podcast. I just don't want to hear him. I don't I want to I don't want to hear I just don't want to hear any explanations. I don't care. If he wanted to make the moves, he would make the moves, like you said. And and you know, I heard Arcan saying earlier about how this isn't this isn't him, this is ownership. I think this is totally him. This is his calculus. You know, when you you talk about Allison crying that first show you know, I was the one before that who was actually presenting the argument for why you might trade Xander Bogart at that point. Um, you know, I was, I, you know, his, his defense, uh, you know, his power, you know, you know, but in the course of the year, I realized like, you know, you, you don't know, this is the guy he's, he's, you know, he's got those intangibles. We need those intangibles. So, so, I mean, I, I completely did a 180. Um, but what really bothers me is, you know, the, Cooper asked you right before, like right at the end of the regular season, he said to you, do the players before 2000, I mean, do the fans before 2000 expect the team to go after the high price free agents? And the answer was no, because the ownership told us point blank that we were a small market team. That's what Haywood Sullivan and those guys would always say. You know, we don't have the money to compete with the big boys. 
now we're back to when, when we don't sign Xander Bogarts, I don't feel it's because it's a, it's a calculus on, on uh, Bloom's part. I feel like it's about money. When I see these other guys getting signed up, when I see the Yankees going out, when I see you know our competitors going out and signing who they want, and we're kicking back, I feel it's totally about money. I feel it's totally like I feel back like, like when Bob Watson you know, left the Red Sox for the Yankees for a million dollars more over three years. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Like, like you know, I, I feel like we're back where we were 30 years ago, and I don't understand it, and I, don't, I, I, and I, and I can't accept it. And, um, and it's, it's just incredibly frustrating. And, uh, you know, and then even like today, like the, the, the Hosmer thing, you know, the guy didn't go after, after a first baseman for two years. And at the last minute, we handed a first baseman for free. He takes him and says, see, we got the first baseman we need. And now that they're the DFAing him and Tristan Cassis, who I think is going to be a good ball player, but he's hurt all the time. And we don't know for sure. You can't, I mean, we're going to go, we're going to go into the, the spring training saying, uh, you know, oh, we're counting on the young guys to come up and step up. And you know, and, you know, he's, he's making some good moves with the bullpen and can see that he's addressing the bullpen. But this, you know, when you, when you spend, when your big signing is 16 million over, you know, 30, 32 million for two years for a closer, that's, that's Tampa Bay big money. That's not Boston big money. That's, that's, that's well, in, in real quick, in real quick, Jeff, like I'm almost surprised he had a press conference for him. You know, right. I mean, think about that. It's like, and listen, it, it, it's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't, it's great. It's get, everyone gets together and they get to meet him and, and you have free food and everything else. But in the past, you didn't have a press conference for a, 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 a two year contract for a reliever. You just did. Yeah, but the, yeah, thirty million. I mean, it's it's, it's and, you know, and the bullpen. You know, yes, he, I think he is. The bullpen was a big need, but he's leading with these small, dinky, you know, these small time moves. Usually, you go out. You know, the Red Sox would go out. They get the big guy first. They get the, the you know the bat they want or the pitcher they want, and then you fill in with the bullpen. Then you fill in with the bench. And instead, when everybody else is going out and signing. You know, big name free agents. We're signing and we're dinking and dunking, and we're you know, and when we're in on this guy, we're thinking about that guy. You know, and nothing's happening, and yeah. everybody else is just blown by. Well, uh, listen. Um, to continue that narrative, Jeff, this just came across the interwebs. Um, the uh, the first, if we're in the audio file, that anyone listening to this uh, in the coming days will be like, "What are you talking about?" In the first segment, we, we, how dare you mention Dansby Swanson? Because reports just came out, the Cubs are fi- are finalizing a deal with Danzy Swanson. Of course, of course, of course. Didn't you, didn't you see that coming? Oh, I mean, I never. I, no, I, I said this before, Jeff. Like, do you actually think that they're going to win a bidding war off of off of anything? They they they've shown no inclination for to do this, and 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 the Bogarts thing is the perfect example of this. And I'm not talking about matching San Diego's offer. I'm talking about where they landed. I mean, yeah. So, but you, you don't you don't have to match you don't have to match San Diego if you act proactively early, and that's not what they're doing. And you know, I keep going back to Kevin Cash talked about High and Bloom as this like mad scientist who would do things that we don't expect. And to me, it's like it's, it's, it's fine if you're going to be a mad scientist if if what you do you know, is successful, but he hasn't been successful. So to me, it's like, you know, thinking outside the box. Well, you know, if you're thinking outside of the box and the, and the ship is sinking, what good is thinking outside of the box? Like, I, I just, I, I just don't get it. If they wanted Dansby Swanson, they thought he was a better player. They would they should have signed him first or whoever, Korea, whatever. I mean, if you think they're better than fine, then go out and get the guy you think is better. Don't just sit around and wait for everybody else to, you know, act. And then you, you know, and then you react later and then tell the press how, well, you know, I'm crestfallen that, <laughs> that I lost the well, and, and, and real quick, Jeff, because we got to we got to take a break. But real quick, one thing that you mentioned is that like they're not spending the money, but they have to. I mean, they're, they they keep saying, "Oh, look at our payroll, look at our payroll, look at our payroll," and and it's true. And but they they have said definitively, "Look, we have all this money to spend. Just yeah. watch us spend it." They have said that. Right. So and we have the we have the we have the farm system. That well, we yeah, I mean, but but but, we, but we're going to have to figure out the farm system as it goes. But I can tell you that at the end of the day, when March rolls around, you better have spent that money one way or the other because that what was promised. Hey, Jeff, we got to go. You want a t shirt? Because the fans won't. The fans yeah. won't spend the money. All right, right. make sure Absolutely. you get Stids your address. I got to send you a t shirt. <laughs> all right, all right, Jeff. All right, all right. We got to take, right, take, take a break. We got to take a break. Uh, okay, so there you go. Big news from baseball. Uh, Dansby Swanson is uh, finalizing an agreement with the Chicago Cubs. i got to see who reported that. But we'll get all those details and more coming up on Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
All right, as I said, we'll do some Red Sox news coming out of the gate or baseball news. Uh, I'm reading from MLBTradeRumors.com. The Cubs are very, quote-unquote, uh, very close to a deal with shortstop Dansby Swanson are expected to finalize the deal shortly. NBC Sports Chicago's David Kaplan report, uh, reports. So there you go. There you go. Oh, man, if that, not, that doesn't get it to 6 o'clock, let's go. But I tell you what else is going to get us to 6 o'clock. Is the calls, your call, 617-779-7937, your rant, your passion, and after the break also, we're going to play the famous Allison from Cambridge call, and then we're going to get here from Allison from Cambridge. All of that is coming up, but first, I'm going to do this trending Celtics loss to the Magic. We knew that. The Bruins, we have a Bruins score. Hold on. What's what's the Bruins score, Stiz? What's going on? We will effort it. Just give well, us a minute. Right. We have the, all the, right. By the, the end of the trending, I'll get the Bruins score. Uh, the Patriots head to Las Vegas, play the Raiders tomorrow, kick off at 4.05. Devontae Parker, Isaiah win. Jalen Mills, Damian Harris have already been ruled out. Ron J. Stevenson and Jack Jones are listed as questionable. Jacoby Myers is going to play today. Oh, my goodness. The Vi- Minnesota Vikings are, are having a comeback for the ages here. I believe they just tied it up. They were down like by 30 points. We're going to get more on that, uh, give you updates of that, but that's in the last minute. That is definitely the biggest comeback, not even close, of the NFL season. we get the Bruins score? Yes, we do. Uh, at the end of three periods, your Boston Bruins defeated the Blue Jackets 4-2. All right, there you go. Every, the city is alive with excitement. All right, we're going to talk more about the Red Sox. Dansby Swanton, not a Red Sox. What a shocker. Get to that. Get to all your calls. That's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI. What makes your skin crawl? No matter how absurd, I want to know. Tails without fur on them, such as rats or possums. I'm Larry Mullins, the host of a new podcast called Your Weirdest Fears. You send me your fear. I'm just so weirded out about the texture and how they can just move around and flop. And then I go to the experts to learn how to overcome them. Listen and subscribe to Your Weirdest Fears on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Throughout the 60s and 70s, cops hunted down key figures of the Dixie Mafia, including its enigmatic ringleader, Kirksey Nix. I'm interested in making money. I'm not interested in hurting people. Fifteen years into Kirksey's life sentence, the Dixie Mafia was practically folklore, but that would soon change. I'm Jed Lipinski. This is Gone South, a documentary podcast from C-13 Originals, a Cadence 13 studio. Season 2, The Dixie Mafia. Available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The listening you love is on the free Odyssey app. Your trusted local radio stations, coverage of your favorite teams, live news from your hometown, and millions of podcasts on demand. Best of all, you can completely customize your listening experience. Follow topics you care about, like leagues and teams. Pause or rewind your local sports and news. And add shows to your queue to catch up later. There's a lot to listen to. So get started and download the free Odyssey app today. Looking for wicked good gifts this holiday season? Then head down to Newberry Comics. They have thousands of gifts you won't find just anywhere from brands like Stranger Things, Star Wars, Naruto, Marvel, and Pokemon. Newberry Comics has something for everyone, including a huge selection of vinyl records, manga, anime, Funko Pop figures, Squishmallows, trading and gaming cards, K-pop, and so much more. Newberry Comics, wicked good gifts for the holidays. Newberry Comics for a wicked good time. Bradford Show on WEEI. Boston's Sports Original. All right, let's go. Let's go. This Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford along with Stiz. I love it. Is this the Mud Shovel? Yes, this is. All right, it's John Schreiber, 8 Mile Schreiber's. Yep. Walking music. Like I said, the probably the most productive thing to come out of this offseason is us finding the walking music for the Red Sox relievers. Right? Correct, Sis? Here it comes. Ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a highlight of my year for sure. <laughs> well, we also had Zach Kelly call and we gave him his walking music and so but that's for another time. Now is your time to rant 617-779-7937. We got going out of the gate with a little bit of a rant of what's happened and then you know almost as if uh lowered down from the heavens, we were offered even more news to for even more rants. And that was word out of Chicago that it looks like the Cubs are on the verge of signing Dansby 
Swanson. All right, so Dansby Swanson looks like he's going to the Cubs. And I don't know if you know this, science would suggest that the Cubs are not the Red Sox. So there you go. But, okay, we're going to continue our passion, our rant, and as we said at the beginning of the show, uh, about uh, 10, 11 months ago or whatever, no, what was it? I don't know when it was. March. March, we had one of the best rants of the season, of the year. 2022 rants. It may win rant of the year, and we still we are still aren't even at best of 20, 2022, but I'm going to proclaim it to be that right now, Stiz. It is the rant of the year. It's fair. Okay. This is what, this is Allison from Cambridge, her rant leading into the Red Sox season when all the conversation was going on with Xander Bogarts, and so when I sat down with Xander at the end of spring training, I felt like it was my duty to play him this rant. So here is the exchange on the Bradford Show. The first thing I'm going to do, all right, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to play a, a fan called me on the radio, and I want you to listen to it, all right? Uh, it's, it's, it'll make you feel good. We should not trade Xander, and that I just can't believe the way people are thinking about things. When, we, when Theo was here, there were certain players that he had in our minor league system, like we had a lot of shorts up, or we had a lot of outfielders or whatever, and that could use for trade bait. Every team has the thing they have most of. Xander, the thing is, after the strike and everything, that Xander is the leader of our team. He's the one who got Rafi to really buy in and be a great player. That everyone loves him, and we're a big... I'm not going to call them small market teams. They're miserly teams, and then there's the other teams, the good teams, the decent teams that love the game. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, we should be allowed to have the players that we love, and we shouldn't be thinking about who's coming up in the minor league system. I mean, if that's where we're thinking, then the owners of the game have won. They've won. Because we're thinking about money and cost effectiveness. What the... I I feel like saying the F word. I'm just... I, I can't believe what's happening. I mean, that we should enjoy our team. I mean, we should enjoy that baseball's back, and Xander's a big part of it. And I feel, like, really good, and I think the organization knows this, too, that with the strike, with, with the lockout, rather, it's not a strike, it's a lockout, that we have to, that, and the pandemic and everything, we should be able to have nice things. We should be able to have players that we love who are good players. And, and the thing is, what I think about this area is that, I mean, Tom Brady, the way people are talking about Mac Jones, that if, if Tom Brady, after the first year, if he didn't win a Super Bowl, people would be, the way people are thinking now, I, I, I just... I don't understand what's the way people are thinking. It has to do with enjoying the game. It's not just about winning championships. It's about loving the people who do it. It's about wanting people who can play here. Who knows whether Carlos Correa can play here? You assume because of his, the way he... I, I just, I, I, I'm speechless. She's on my side, big time, bro. But I was thinking about the, that the other day, about how passionate like the fans are for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, and listen, if someone called me... And said, or called, said, hey, listen, Rob Bradford, oh my goodness, I can't believe he's off the air. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> so anyway, I, does it, it must make you feel good hearing that, right? It does. It does. It does. Uh, it shows the appreciation that uh, the people from Boston, the baseball fans from Boston has for you as a person and as a, as a player on the field. Obviously, that's, that's where they kind of see you the most is playing on the field. They know... I mean, they obviously was there in part of my struggles. They were there in, 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 a, in a lot of my success moments uh, as an individual, as a team. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, when you have a kid and, and, and it's a kid and you see him you see him growing up and playing so well, you just want to continue rooting for him, rooting for him, you know, and you don't want to you don't want him go any, any other way. You know, that's the guy that you want to have here for a while. And I guess that's kind of how they feel because it's just been a while since I've been up with the Red Sox and, and throughout the organization. Well, I think that that's the takeaway from that call was that exact, you hit the nail on the head, right? Yep. People have seen you come up. People have seen you grow up. People have seen you become what you have become. Mm-hmm. And like they, they want to see you grow old. They want to, they want to see how far you can take it, you know, or, right. or, or see what else is in, what else you have in store, as they say, you know, cause always expectations are always going to be there, uh, even if it's from, from the outside people, organization, or even, you yourself, you know, what you expect from yourself and what do you want to achieve with yourself. So people are always curious about what what he can do, you know, what, what, what can he do next. Right. I mean, we've seen what you did. Now we want to know what you're going to do next. And, and listen, I mean, this is, like I said, that's, her name is Allison. She's a caller. And I just don't feel like maybe you get a chance to listen to that sort of thing. Like enough, and know that how much of people appreciate, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and like are like, oh my goodness, talk about passionate, 
Yeah. I know. Uh, she, I almost, know she, she almost said <laughs> she almost said <laughs> like she, she, yeah, she, she was pissed. Yeah, she was pretty pissed. Yeah, <laughs> she let it all out on the end right there. Uh, as I said, man, it's it's it's, it's satisfying to, to be able to make people enjoy seeing you and, and seeing what you do on, on the highest level and obviously they're a Red Sox fan since I was before I was born so mm-hmm. it's just like they they see this guy you know that's their favorite player and you know you don't you don't want to leave him go and 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 it happens to be me well there you go man chills I mean I I'm not even gonna say anything else all I'm gonna do I'm gonna go to Allison in Cambridge Allison are you okay are you okay I'm I'm, I'm feeling pretty broken right now <laughs> you know but I'm just like I just I I don't you know there's Heim is creating a team that doesn't have a soul. Xander has such a soul. And there's something that struck me that nobody has mentioned. Everyone's talking about, you know, the gutting of the 2018 team. But Xander was the last player, important player, the last player from the 2013 team. And that was that was the Boston Marathon bombings. That was like, how, I, I really feel, okay, I am going to give another psychological concept. I, I gave cognitive dissonance for what's going on with Bill Belichick. And I am giving reaction formation for the ownership of the team. I think that there's too, they're too emotional. I, I think that they're fighting to create a soul, that they don't want to be connected to this business anymore. They don't want to feel that joy, the ups and the downs. I think that, I mean, Dave Dabrowski was a friend of John Henry's. I, I mean, they never should have fired him. Not anymore. The 2013, I mean, the Boston Marathon bombings, I mean, did anyone even mention that Xander was a part of that? I mean, come on. I mean, we, 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 we need to have a soul. And it's like, what is the point of sports? What's the point of art? What's the point of anything if it is just commerce? If it's just money? And Heim, that is what he is about. I mean, he's about, I mean, the thing is, he didn't have to... I, I mean, okay, all he had to do in the offseason is re-sign Kyle Schwarber, who was definitely part of the soul of this team and was fit. Re-sign him, give Xander a fair deal and contract. Do you, do you realize if we had Kyle Schwarber and if Xander was happy, and then the team would have been happy, we would have made postseason. We'd be in a totally different place right now. Do you agree with me, Rob, that if those two things had happened? Yeah, and if, yeah. You, if you look back in that context, it's sort of interesting because, okay, Schwarber signed for four years at 80. Red Sox offer from what I understand about three and thirty nine. All right, let's go to the four and eighty. But then you go to Xander and you offer him ultimately what you offered him, which I think that a lot of people thought he would take at that time, which is you know the six years at at about one hundred and sixty. So right, if, right. if you put yeah. those two together, if yeah. you put those two together, yeah. I, I tell you what, I tell you what, Allison, ownership would be making a lot more money because yeah. you wouldn't have people running from or running toward. Apathy, you know. Do you do you agree it's possible that the ownership that this is almost all too painful for them that they don't want to be connected to the emotion? No, no, no. I just I think that ownership has always taken the tur- ever since they've been doing this, especially in the last ten or twelve years, that they've always been a day late, a day, dollar short. Now they've won two World Series in that time, but yeah. they've been chasing their tails. Whether it's you know, and oh Jose Abreu signed, we're going to sign Ruzne Castillo. Oh. Uh, teams are signing bats. We're going to sign Hanley Ramirez. No, it- I, I get all that. Yeah. In 2013, as you pointed, we had a core. I mean, the thing is, I also feel like Heim, well, that I feel that Heim is going out of his way to destroy the team. I mean, that he, I mean, why would you have gotten rid of everyone from the 2018 team? I, I don't understand what he's doing. And then, but he doesn't even care that the trades that he's made, because apparently we heard in the offseason he was even trying to trade Alex Verdugo. And so the DFA and Jeter Downs. Eric Cosmer, I mean, what is the point that even things that he's done that were decent, that it's weird. He doesn't, he doesn't seem to care. He doesn't even care about things that he's, he doesn't care to have people say, you're terrible at trades. You, you're not able to keep the, the players that are beloved, even though we have money. You, last year you went over the salary cap. What was the point of that? I mean, that, that, that basically he just looks like a total incompetent. A total incompetent. I don't think he has a plan. I, I, I don't. I think he's totally incompetent. I think that he wants to have Tampa Bay. I think he wants to sit here five, six years from now, like the like the Astros did. He wants that kind of situation. He doesn't want this kind of situation. 
he doesn't want this kind of situation. He's clearly not like Andrew Friedman. He's not doing what Andrew Friedman has done with the Dodgers. And he was the one who said that this was entirely different than Mookie, that Xander was entirely different with Mookie, that they have a farm system now, which is mostly Dave Dabrowski's for the most part, anyhow. And he's taking credit. He took credit the other day with J.D. Martinez when talking about the Xander contract. We want to be able to come up with a deal that was like that, that it was work for him and work for the team. That wasn't you. He, he shouldn't use we. That was Dave Dabrowski who made that deal. It wasn't him. I mean, and he did not do that with Xander. He was the one who said all these things that this would be different. What is wrong with him? I mean, this is just this is insulting. I wanted him. I mean, Jim Hackett started his show at the beginning of October by saying that he didn't trust time to make these decisions. I felt that all year. He should have been fired midstream. I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care. But people said, you can't fire him. No one would want to come here. Someone would want to come here. I mean, maybe you entice Theo to come back. Somebody who cares. I mean, that draft of 2011, I still, Rob, I still have your, your podcast bookmarked of that draft of 2011. I mean, who, the, who is left from that? And again, I wanted to go to the F word. This is just, I, I'm just, I am just in pain. I mean, this is just ludicrous. And, and I, I, couldn't, I thought ownership was going to do something about this. Well, Alice, do you feel better a little bit? A little, just a little bit I better? I know, Rob. I just like... I, I know, I, I know. I, I, that's one, one more thing is I said yeah. this year, at the beginning of the year, I can't root for Trevor Story until Xander is cried. Xander's cried. Until Xander is signed. And I... Well, that is a subtle part of this, Allison, is that Trevor Story is a good player, very nice guy, and I think he can yeah. handle the things here. But this is a lot of pressure. This is like everything is going to be... You thought last year was tough, yes. not playing 100 games? Forget about that. I mean, this year, and, and, and as we just found out, there's not going to be a Dansby Swanson or a Carlos Correa or, or a Trey Turner sitting next to him to take the pressure off. No, there isn't going to be. And, and the thing is, that's the other thing. Xander also plays hurt. How could they not have factored that in? I mean, that's the kind of thing that hurts people's numbers. So I'm used to the Red Sox of having players. It hurts their numbers if they play when they're hurt. They just want to be there. I mean, I, I just, it's surreal what's going on, and, and it's, just, it's just weird. Well, and, Al- Allison, we've got to take a break, but thank yeah, you so I know. much. Th- thank you, and, and, and take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, to a good new year. To a good new year. Yes, well, I will be on a few more times before the uh, the new year, so call on, call on back. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. All right, Bye. so Allison Cambridge, wow, that's, that's a lot. It's a lot to pick through stuff. I don't care. I really don't care. I mean, that's that's that rant wasn't far off from the first one. No, yeah, she's an she's an. We should put we should put, sure. we should put up a poll which rant was better. Uh, but hey, I see people holding on. I know you've been holding on for a while. We've been picking through a lot of stuff, so please hold on just a little bit longer. We do have to take a quick break. As you said, it looks like Dansby Swanson's going to the Cubs, which only should fuel the fire, put gasoline on the fire that was that was uh, that was boiling up as we started this show at four o'clock. As we said, this is all about ranting. This is all about getting things off your chest. This is the time all the way till 6 o'clock. The Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford along with Stiz. This is the time where you get to say Boston Red Sox dot, dot, dot. And I would imagine there's probably some expletives after that. All right. 617-779-7937. Be back after this. Throughout the 60s and 70s, cops hunted down key figures of the Dixie Mafia, including its enigmatic ringleader, Kirksey Nix. I'm interested in making money. I'm not interested in hurting people. Fifteen years into Kirksey's life sentence, the Dixie Mafia was practically folklore, but that would soon change. I'm Jed Lipinski. This is Gone South, a documentary podcast from C-13 Originals, a Cadence 13 studio. Season 2, The Dixie Mafia. Available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The listening you love is on the free Odyssey app. Your trusted local radio stations, coverage of your favorite teams, live news from your hometown, and millions of podcasts on demand. Best of all, you can completely customize your listening experience. Follow topics you care about, like leagues and teams. Pause or rewind your local sports and news. And add shows to your queue to catch up later. There's a lot to listen to. So get started and download the free Odyssey app today. So my biggest fear is there's going to be snakes in the toilet. We're all afraid of that one strange thing. I'm Larry Mullins, the host of a new short 10-minute podcast called Your Weirdest Fears. We unpack where these fears come from. A rat climbed into my toilet. And learn how to manage them. Listen and subscribe to Your Weirdest Fears on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Communities are built on connection. Connections bring us together and make us stronger. Cape Ann Savings Bank is built on connection, too. 
Since 1846, the Cape Ann community has relied on us to help build their nest eggs and strengthen their financial futures. For your banking needs, connect with the people who are committed to you. Call 978-283-0246 or visit any one of our offices. Built on connection. CapeAnnSavings.bank. Member FDIC. Member DIF. Equal housing lender. You're listening to The Bradfoe Show on Boston Sports Original. WEEI. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the up. There you go, Bradfoe. Yeah, let's go. You can call me let's go. We have to put the walking music talk on hold, though. Because I feel like today uh, we hit the sweet spot. Stiz. Phone lines jammed. Phone lines jammed. This is uh, this is a much needed two hours. A much needed two hours for the community, for New England, for the station, for you and me, for the callers, for the listeners, for everybody. A much needed two hours. It's cathartic. Very cathartic. But I mean, when I said, Allison, do you feel better? I know that she didn't. But still, I felt better because it was a great rant. And I want the rants to keep coming. This is what this is all about. As I said, best rant, T-shirt. I gave one out to Jeff just because Jeff deserves one. He, I mean, he's like in the Hall of Fame, the Color Hall of Fame. But uh, best rant, baseball isn't boring T-shirt. Swing juice. It's, it can be yours, 617-779-7937. Although I got to imagine Allison's at the top of the line. But, hey, listen, we got a ways to go. This is easy, man. This is easy. Easy, easy. And you know what made it easier? The news that came out as we were doing the show that looks like the Cubs are going to sign Dansby Swanson. Holy mackerel. Keep it coming. Let's go. Maybe we get to February and March and the conversation has, has changed, but we're not in February March. We're December 17th. We're doing the show right now, and this is what it's all about, ranting. All right. David and Wilmington been hanging on for a long, long time. David, what's going on? Thanks for hanging on. Hi, Rob. How are you? Good. I'm great. Thanks. So, Bloom has made a lot of bonehead moves since he's been here. But most of the moves, you can sort of see the logic, you know, either uh, the salary is going to be too high or he wants to build the farm system or we have depth in the farm system. But the, the latest, the most idiotic one, I can't find any logic to it, is why he would release Hosmer. When you have, at the very least, he could have been a great mentor, you know, for Cassis. And Cassis is no slam dunk. And I really don't want to see Dahl back back here another year. Everybody knows what we're getting with that. Hosmer was playing for free. And I, I for the life of me, I can't figure out why he just let him go. And uh, one other thing, yep. we've been talking about us going to be more like Tampa. I don't think I don't think Bloom has the ta- talent evaluation skills to be a Tampa. I mean, these prospects he's bringing in are they're minor leaguers. I don't, you know, Betts, Renfro, Benatendi, Vasquez. I don't see any real, you know, top major league prospects here with for all the talent that he's given away. Can, Rob, can you explain why Hosmer's not going to be with the team? I, I'm going to do my best, David. Thanks for the call. I'm going to do my best. So when it comes to the Eric Hosmer thing, I know that you know the idea is that the Red Sox are doing him a favor, getting him out there, finding a team. Um, I think after talking to people and and thinking about it a little bit more, because like like he David said, like the, he doesn't cost anything, and this isn't a money thing. He doesn't cost anything. San Diego's paying for him. Okay, so I think what it is is that Eric Hosmer he, he had the hammer of the no trade, so. A lot of people thought that Hosmer would be a valuable guy in a trade because he doesn't cost anything. You can add him in a trade. He still serves a purpose, not only on the field but off the field. But he had the hammer of the no trade. So maybe it was just like, hey, you know what? Hosmer's saying I'm, just, I'm not going to accept a trade until it's the absolute right thing. And that hamstrung the Red Sox to the point of just throwing their hands up and saying there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. We can't trade this guy. We think it's duplication, left-handed hitter, first baseman, even though he'd be, as David said, a great mentor to guys. We don't think he could hit it well enough to be a DH. We don't want to put Cassis as DH. We don't want to be the first baseman. We like the compliment maybe of Dahlbeck and Cassis better, righty-lefty. I don't know. I mean, I, I, 
I can't tell you how many people said the impact that Eric Hosmer had on the clubhouse, the, the positive impact that he had on the clubhouse. I had Matt Strom, who played with him in Kansas City and San Diego, go on for seven minutes about how this guy was the be-all, end-all, the best that he's ever seen in terms of being a mentor, being a guy in the clubhouse. I talked to Hosmer about that. He said he learned from Raul Albanez back in Kansas City. But that's an important thing and maybe a different conversation. But you do have to build teams that way as well. You have to get guys, you have to get a clubhouse who uh, can function, that is going to hold each other accountable. I'll do it again. I'll go back to 2013. That was a big part of getting those guys in. But once again, in case you missed it, anybody who wants to compare the complimentary signings that they did heading into 2013 to the complimentary signings that they're doing now, the biggest difference is, and then that year, you had... Ortiz, you had Pedroia, you had Lester, you had guys who were a notch up when it came to being the marquee guys, the guys that, who people were going to come see play. That was a difference. Right now, you have Rafi, one foot out the door, Devers. That's what you have. It's different situation. All right, Nick in the car, what's going on? Hello? Hey, Nick. Yeah, um, I, I think we kind of need to stop blaming the general manager. Uh, Bloom is doing what he is told, so the blame really belongs on the ownership. Uh, I think he got instructions. Uh, John Henry has said many times that uh, he has very specific rules, like he doesn't want pitchers over 30 with the, uh, big contracts. He doesn't want long-term contracts. I think uh, Bloom got an order. Uh, nobody over six years, nobody over whatever figure they think is appropriate, $160 million, and uh, he's been executing it. But the problem is that once you see good players go to other clubs, uh, the same people who put in these rules uh, get reactive, and you end up with uh, Rusny Casillo uh, and uh, David Price. Um, and then they come back and say, oh, uh, see, they, you know, we didn't follow our rules, and we got schlock instead of what we wanted. Yeah, so I would agree with the – and thanks for the call, Nick. we got to get going. But I, I would agree with this. At the top of the list in terms of blame right now is the ownership group because the ownership group is the one who ultimately is going to make the decision. Are they making the, the strategy decisions right now? Probably not. I think what they're doing, my opinion, is what they're doing – is that they're doing the same thing they did with Dave Dombrowski. We hired the guy. We're going to let him execute what he's going to execute, the way that he's going to do it, until we don't like it. Now, with Bloom, I think that's the case. We hired this guy because the model that he presented in Tampa was a model that we liked. We think that baseball is going this way. And so we are stepping back and we are letting him do the thing. But this is where ownership deserves blame. When you have a situation like Bogarts, you have a situation like Devers, these guys who you know are important foundational guys and you know it's going to get uncomfortable, that's when the ownership has to do what they have done so many times before, which is saying we are not going to lose this. We are the Boston Red Sox. When Bloom said this is plan A, that Xander Bogarts is plan A, that's when I thought this is going to be the test of whether or not ownership is involved. Because every other plan A for ownership, they are not going to lose that. Now, would they have beat the Padres? Probably not. But they would have come a whole lot closer than they did. So this is where the ownership, to me, has taken a turn. You aren't getting that. And you know how I know you're not getting that? Because not only because of the offer that was made to Xander, the ultimate offer with the Red Sox, but also because what I hear from agents, what I hear from other executives, which is... The Red Sox are falling well short when it comes to making offers. And I'm not talking about Zach Eflin. I'm not talking about the four years, $40 million guys, the diamond in the rough that we think is going to work out. And I'm not even talking about Yoshida. Like, Yoshida, I'm not going to be a hypocrite with this guy. You saw the guy. You wanted him. You overpaid for him. That's fine. You blew everybody out to the point where Scott Boris isn't taking another Zoom call. All right, good. That's a step in the right direction. But Masahushi Yoshida isn't the guy who is going to be the foundational guy. He is like he is the guy who is going to help, you think. But ownership, 
That was also a five-year, $90 million contract. What we're talking about is creeping into the $200 million range. Now we're talking about creeping into the $300 million range, which Rafi Devers, which his price undeniably went up by probably 30 to $60 million since a month ago because of what this market has become. All right, I'll get plenty of time, Moran. Let's go back to the calls. Ryan in New York, what's going on, Ryan? Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. Listen, he screwed this up on so many levels from the trade deadline till now. And to me, the the simple solution, what he has to say is, and what I hope you can tell me that, that this has some validity. If they say, look, we understand the market, we understand what it's going to take to sign all-star players, and we like the all-star free agents next season more than we like the ones this season – I'd be on board for that because if you told me, look, Otani, they're going to give him a $400 million contract. They're not going to sign Bogarts. Hopefully they do sign Devers, but your, your new core is, you know, Devers, Otani. I'd be on board with that, Bradfoe. But, you know, how can I believe? They won't even come out and say that. So how can I have any faith that they even, you know, believe that that is? They even understand or are willing to participate in the market that Major League Baseball has right now. I love, by the way, I think it's an awesome conversation. I think you hit the nail on the head. I, at Ryan, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head, and it's, it's something that's not said enough, which is normally you would say, well, you know, like you said, Otani's sitting there. Oh, my goodness. Like, you save all your bullets, all your money for that guy. That's fine. But here's the problem with that. We're sitting here, and you're saying that you have interest in guys. You are expressing interest in guys. Right. Yet you show no inclination to get to the levels that it's going to take to compete for those guys. And, again, I'm not talking about Zach Eflin. I'm talking about Xander. And here's the biggest problem, Ryan, which is if you're going to say, hey, you know what, we're we're – we're not really in on these guys because we're saving our money for next year. All right, fine. You're playing that game. But, 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 you have the case of Xander Bogarts, the guy that you said is plan A. So when you say you're plan A, you think that you're going to put your best foot forward? Otherwise, you don't say you're pl- it's plan A. And if, if that's your best foot forward, good luck getting Shohei Atani. Rob, you trade Belichick, Wes Welker. You don't let your best players leave for nothing. And maybe it would have been, you know, a certainly a difficult move to make and one that probably would have gotten some blowback. But you'd be setting up your franchise better. You'd show some, you know, sense in how you run this thing. And, you know, you touched on this a minute ago. The, the lack of understanding for how to keep, you know, a happy clubhouse. I mean – it's 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 really unfathomable the amount of mistakes that they have made. Ownership, Heimblum, they're all to blame, and they just don't get it. And the answers are not, you know, they're not in, in some kind of foreign language. They're right on the t- We all know what they are. So just I have no faith in them at all. You're the man. Thanks for taking my call, pal. Right, I don't right. feel better, but I appreciate uh, yeah, it. Listen, it's all good. We'll, we'll continue all, through, all the way through the new year. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend, You pal. too. You Bye-bye. too.